Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Yeah, let's go through the DMs. We have to scroll through our memes of what we have sent each other, the back and forths, you know. Um, Hi, it's Danny J, by the way. And it's Jill Coleman, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Best Life Podcast. Danny and I were talking before we turned on the mic that we uh, were just looking for the memes that we were going to discuss today, but it's been interesting. (laughs) We did that episode last week on um, this, these sort of like back burner relationships or these, what are they calling them? Like backup partners. Backup, and you were yeah. saying that that's quite like that headline is getting around social media. Oh, quite a bit. It's getting around social media and it's gaining legs and adding words to it. So this guy is some kind of, I don't know, influencer. He talks to dudes about like how to be a bro, uh, you know, bad partner basically. And he's like, he, he's one of these guys who's like never commit to a woman because she's just going to cheat on you. And he's like, 50% of married women have a backup partner. I'm like, wait, what? Like now he's taking that whole 50% of women have a backup plan in mind to making it 50% of married women have a backup partner. I'm like, no, no, no. So it's getting a little out of control. Like people will see a headline and then they will just twist the fuck out of it. So who's talking about the women whose backup plan is to just, yeah. Who's talking about the women whose backup plan is to move to a log cabin and never talk to anyone again. Like that's, (laughs) that's my backup plan. (laughs) Well, there was, there was another um, guy who twisted a statistic. He was saying something like um, 30% of men or no, he said one third. So 33.3%. One third of men age 18 to 29 are not having sex. Like they're not having sex with any partner. And he's saying that um, 10% of men are getting all the girls. So basically he's like one third of guys aren't getting banged, but a hundred percent of the women are banging the top 10%. We're like, no, maybe some of those women are having sex either. And that doesn't mean they're having sex with those particular guys. So it's just so crazy how people will see something and then extrapolate so much from it and then create a random narrative and then blast that as their platform. And then other people will be in the comments taking that. It's just like this horrible game of telephone. And it just makes everybody work. We've just been seeing like, especially in the last few years, we've definitely been seeing a lot more people talking about how a lot of women are not choosing. Or we've just seen like, honestly, in our industry, we've we've seen a lot of um, I would say like female, uh, influencers or coaches, or I don't know, just, you know, business owners who maybe at one point were interested in men, maybe even married to men and just like deciding that they don't want to, and their orientation is bisexual or pansexual or whatever. And they're just being with women or they're being alone. And so we are seeing this like uptick, I feel like, and this is obviously a generalization where men are feeling, um, you know, like they're just like, they're not as useful as maybe they once were. And I think that's true. And that kind of goes to what we wanted to chat about today. It was a kind of like a funny meme, but it's definitely something that I feel like is definitely more true. And I've had several conversations with different girlfriends over the last two weeks about this. And there are 
and I'll let you read it, but there's a lot of different like implications. And I think this is actually pretty true, but I want to talk through this because I know we have a lot of listeners who maybe are single or maybe they are just going through a divorce or they just went through a divorce and it can feel really scary in your thirties, forties and beyond to be like, am I going to be alone? And you know, all this kind of stuff. So yeah, read the, um, the meme and then let's riff on it. Yeah. So this was a, somebody post on Twitter, a tweet, it's a guy and he said, yeah, women telling, yeah, telling women they're going to be single for life or won't have a family just doesn't hit like it used to. These women don't care. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's kind of, it used to be this uh, threat, like, oh, you're going to be, you're going to be an old cat lady or you're going to be single. You'll never have kids. You'll never get married. And it's like, and it, it's that it's not the insult it used to be. And he says, these <laughs> women don't care. And that just made me laugh. I'm like, yeah, a lot of them don't care. Or they're like, nodding their head like, yes, that's the point. But I also find this whole, um, the argument, and I think we've talked about this, about having kids so you're not lonely when you're older is really not like the truth either. Um, And I want to go like Mm -hmm. maybe take this down, talk about loneliness a little Mm -hmm. bit later before I hear your thoughts too. But anyway, it's this meme of Yelling that as an insult ain't what it used to be. So here we are. Yeah. No, it is. And I do think there's some truth to that because, you know, saying something like that doesn't feel like an insult anymore. Cause it, yeah. I think it goes back to that idea of, you know, being picked, you know, and I think sometimes, I think for most of us, at least in our 40s, maybe beyond, we sort of overcome that a little bit. I think in my 20s, I was very much like, and my girlfriends were as well, like, I need to find my one. I need to find my person. My, you know, I need to find my person. And it's not that, and I hate to say this because it just sounds like not romantic. You know, it's like you just have to kind of, in a way, you kind of give up the fairy tale, but you, but in exchange Mm -hmm. for giving up the fairy tale, you do gain a level of confidence and a level of, um, you know, uh, self-reliance that to me is actually a lot, um, I don't know, I guess safer might be the word. It does feel safer. And it doesn't mean that you don't want to, maybe we had Kelly on the show and she was great. And it doesn't mean that you don't want to maybe have a partner or you have a man in your life who does provide in a way. But I think we're getting away from this idea that like of the traditional, it needs to look a certain way, you know, traditional female roles, male roles. And women are kind of starting to do it all. It's funny, I just got uh, bikini wax this morning. And I was talking to my uh, esthetician and she was just talking about her husband's been injured and he's kind of like been really dragging. Even though he's like kind of healed now, he's like, it's hard for him to get back into, you know, exercising and feeling good about himself. He's kind of going through this, like this, you know, just depressive spiral because he's not the person he used to be before his injury. And I was like, I totally understand that. And she's like, but at the same time, it's like not attractive because like I'm up and I'm doing stuff and I'm getting the kids ready. And she's like, and I'm doing all my shit. So I look at him and I'm like, dude, you're fucking complaining. You have everything Mm -hmm. it takes. You've done it before. So I think there is this feeling of like, it's hard to, and I was thinking about this too, like traditional generals. I feel like a lot of women are doing what men traditionally have done. I don't see a lot of men doing what women have traditionally done. I just don't. So I think a lot of times, so a lot of a lot of these women, maybe, and I think you and I probably fall in this category, we're like, do a lot of both. We're still doing, in some ways, the the nurturing, the homemaking, you know, the, the stuff with the kids. And then we're also making money, holding it down, like providing, yeah. you know. And so I don't know that I've seen, and of course, there are exceptions, and you have these men who are staying home now with the kids and things like that, but not as much. And so I think women are just going, yeah. 
I love men and I'm, you know, at least for me, I'm like, I love men and I'm straight and I want to be with a man physically and I definitely get horny, but I'm also just like, I got this shit. <laughs> like there's really yeah. no actual reason why you need to be in a relationship with a man. You want yeah, to, I've but you don't need to. <laughs> yeah. My dad called me the other day and he was actually feeling really lonely and trying to figure some things out. And he was talking about dating. He goes, I don't want to date. And I think because of the things he's been seeing on social media, he goes, I see that he goes, women just don't seem to need men and they just have it all together. And, and I was like, yeah, they do. And it is that part that, I, and I said, dad, he, he said 50 years ago, it wasn't like this and things were different. And I said, yes. And I said that, and I believe when it changed was, was the Vietnam war when a lot of the men were asked or taken to leave, whether they were drafted to leave or volunteered to leave or whatever, the women were here holding it down having to get jobs. And when the men came back, it was like, Hey, we've been doing this shit while you've been gone for two, three years. And we are able to, and we still need to. And I think that that started the shift in the feminist kind of movement. And it does, what hasn't changed is what you just said is that men haven't really stepped up in the roles that women have had, but women have just taken on more. And there's actually so many statistics showing that women, even working women, still take on the majority of the child child rearing, the majority of the household chores and that, um, things that need to do with the house. So while they might be providing 50% of the income, they're also providing 80 to 90% of everything else. So they're exhausted, they're freaking tired. And then what makes me more upset in these statistics is when you see these men who are complaining about their wives, who are like, she's too tired, she never wants to have sex anymore. She never wants to be romantic anymore. And it's like, Cause she's fucking exhausted because nobody's helping her out and our women just need a break or like if the men don't want that kind of woman then they need to fucking step up and take some load off the plate it's this this idea that men want their cake and eat it too they're like well uh a woman should do 50 50 or like it's more it's a modern thing it's like hey if we're going to be modern and do 50 50 then are we doing 50 50 in everything and that's just not the case and i think there needs to be discussions in every relationship because i think every relationship is really different whether it's finances aren't necessarily the same maybe one person makes more one makes less but then how are the household things distributed and how are you making up for you know other ways in the relationship. So mm -hmm. I don't know, there's so many things to be said around it, but it is really making romantic relationships um, more optional these days and actually more um, like neutralized in a way, like less sexy, honestly. Yeah, it is. And I'm interesting uh, about, especially like your dad saying that, I do think that, you know, I do think that women would do need a man, but they don't need a man who's not stepping up. That's the thing, mm -hmm. right? Like, so when you look at more of these modern relationships, you, we are seeing more like power couples, like that's maybe what it needs yeah. to look like. It needs to be like, Hey, like we're going through this thing together. It's not like you need me or I need you. It's like, I want you. So I do think there is a lot still, but it's interesting because we think about traditional uh, dating advice. The traditional dating advice we hear is like, be the person you want to attract. So if you're, mm -hmm. you know, if you're not attracting the person that you want, then you have to work on yourself to get to the point where you're the person. And I know we've had, you and I've talked about this in the past where it's like, okay, you say you want, you know, someone in shape, you want someone who's successful, you want someone who, you know, is communicative. You say you want someone who goes to therapy. Like you say you want all these things in a man, but are you even doing that? So for your dad, I'd yeah. be like, 
well, like, are you doing the things you want a woman who's in shape? You want a woman who, you know, whose makes is nurturing or whatever. It's like, dude, well, what are you doing to bring yourself up to the level? And I think that's really why there is this. And I think of course, women have their complaints as well. And, and I think, but there is this sort of shift to where men are, men are not feeling as needed, but I'm also like, we could need you, but you have to, you have to step up. Like you have to get on the level to where we need you. We don't, like, yeah. we don't need, Maybe. we don't need you. Uh, we don't need a bum. Like, to be honest, like we don't need a scrub. Yeah. We don't just need anybody. We want someone yeah. who's bringing it and who's matching our ambition and our work ethic and our resourcefulness and our ability. And, and to your point, I think women need a break too, right? So it's not just to say yeah. like, Hey, we have to keep on, but you and I've had this conversation in other episodes where we go, what happens if you start offloading stuff? You know, like what could yeah. potentially happen? You know, you and I, there are plenty of people who can't leave their marriages like we did. And so yeah. then you just go, God, like, do I give it over to a man so he can take care of me? But then what if? Right. And then yeah. it goes, well, I need to batten down the hatches. I need to make sure I'm taking care of myself. I need to make sure I'm making money. That to me feels very scary to be in a relationship and not have my own finances and not be able to leave. That's my sensitivity though. Like I'm an autonomy person. So that's my sensitivity, but I think it's a larger conversation. Yeah, kind of to your your point of all that is it's almost like men need to make themselves more valuable <laughs> in order to be in relationships these days. It's like if you want to be needed, make yourself more valuable and you will be needed. And that's not to say that you have to do more or something like that, but it's just like what else like what else do you bring to the table? And I've seen a lot of um I've seen this also. This this guy, we need to have Will on the podcast, Will Hutchins. He mm-hmm. posts a lot of these men accounts who are just really kind of, I don't know, I, I really think they deeply hate women. But there's this guy who he posted a video on. It was like, I have all this money. I have a Lamborghini. What do you bring? I don't want your opinion. I hate opinionated women. And there's people, there's men out there like that who are like, they don't respect women. They don't think they have a voice. And they're like, if I have the money, then I get to... I get to make the rules and do whatever I want. And so I think it's such a, it's such a balance and we have to be so careful to not like point fingers, like men are this way and women are this way and you need to bring shit to the table. And if you're not, and I don't mean to be coming across that way. And I kind of feel like I sound like I am. It's not like bring more to the table and step the fuck up, but it's also like, Hey, if we are, if you are trying to be with a woman or if you are with a woman who is doing a lot, then you do need to look at yourself and go, what else what else am I bringing and what else am I offering and what are they bringing to the table and not having the expectation of one person is doing all of the household chores and, and tasks and mental load and one per and, and also working and recognizing that. And I think too, men really tend to want to be appreciated for their work. And I think that is normal. I think we all want that. And what I see a lot is a lot of men are like, I feel unappreciated. This is like the complaint I've seen a lot of like relationship Mm -hmm. posts that they feel unappreciated, but it's hard to appreciate when you're doing the same thing as them. So it's not to say I don't appreciate my man who's working, but it's like, I'm also working. I'm also contributing just as much, if not more than you. So like the appreciation needs to go both ways. Otherwise you're just not giving it freely. And I think it's such a tricky, I don't know. It's such a tricky dynamic. I'm kind of it will be interesting to see the state of relationships, how they continue to grow between social media and apps and just the fact that people don't mm-hmm. see each other in person these days and they're just talking through text. 
but also how the roles and everything has changed so much. And we are really going to have to like get around either everybody being on board with equality and sharing and something like that, or we need to like, I don't know, go back to men have certain rules and women have certain rules and stick to it. But I don't, I just don't see that happening. So I think a lot. Well, there, if, the, if we ever did, and I, I, I agree that there's room for that. I mean, and also I'm not speaking for every woman. I think for a lot of women, they're like, yeah, I do. I do want to be provided for, and I don't really want to work. And I like, that's totally fine. Then there has to be a conversation around safety. Yeah. Though, right. Like that's the conversation is like, if you are, if you're a man and you're with a woman and you don't want her to step up and you don't want her to go make her own money and you, you do want to be needed, then realize for that woman, that's vulnerability, yeah. right? That's like a real vulnerability. She's putting herself out there and she's really trusting you because I don't know, to me, I'm like, you know, people can get a new place. They can, they, they, there's like things you can do, but like money, that's your livelihood. That's your resources. And so if something happens in the relationship and you don't have money or a way to make money, that's like, you're really hamstringing someone yeah. versus, you know, a man can move on and not get his house cleaned or whatever, you know, but like a woman, if we're talking traditional gender yeah. roles, so you have to then have the conversation around. And I, I think a lot of women do probably before they stop working, they probably say, you know, like, Hey, let's talk about this. How does this work? Yeah. How's it going to work? If you're providing all the money, like, am I going to have to ask for money? Do I get an allowance? Yeah. Like, do we share all the money? I don't want there to be resentments here. Like there has to be a lot of conversation also what, what, like, God forbid, if we did break up, what would happen? Yeah. And I think it's important to have those conversations before you just take a step back and before you kind of like pull yourself back into this, like needing, cause at that point you really do need a man, yeah. but you need a man who is truly going to take care of you. Yeah. And I think that you can't just be like, women don't need men. It's like, well, how you been showing up a lot of the time doesn't make us feel super safe to need you. Yeah. So, so I'm going to rely on myself. And I think that's really what this meme was about was this idea of, you know, it, we don't need, and it's not a threat to be like, you're going to be alone. Cause I think a lot about that quite honestly, like I love my partnership and I'm not going anywhere, but like, I think about that quite a bit. I'm like, don't we all die alone? And then you see these groups of older women whose husbands have passed you know, 10 years, 20 years before. And like, you're kind of just with your girlfriends at the end of your life yeah. anyway, not that say that's always the case, of course, but so in a way, it's not as scary as I think it once was. Yeah. And I think it's really important if you are a woman to get real with that possibility and not make it like the worst case scenario. It's like a spinster and like whatever. I think I'm like, cool, you could just choose to be alone. And that doesn't mean that you're not being picked. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. It doesn't mean that no one wanted you. It just means that this is your choice. And then you get to decide, am I lonely or am I just alone? Yeah. Which is different. <laughs> am I lonely or am I just horny? Um, <laughs> or do I just need a Yeah, dip? I think you made such an excellent point on there needs to be a conversation about safety. That is ultimately what it is about. And I think what it's kind of been about and it's been skirted around and nobody actually talks about is women have not been able, and this is like historically, why things have shifted the way they have to is that women have not been safe to trust the men to take care of them because they've either been cheated on or they've been hurt or they've been discarded, you know, and there's, this has happened so many times that young girls saw this happen to their mothers and they said, I'm not going to let that happen to me. Or it did happen to them. And they're like, this is never going to happen again. Right. And for me personally, that was, I saw my mom, my dad had a gambling addiction. 
He lost all the family's money. Your she, mom stepped yep, up, she, had to step she up. Couldn't, and she wanted to be a mom. She wanted to be a, literally, that was her dream to be a mom and a, a like homemaker. That was her dream. She didn't go to college. She didn't do any of those things to get any skills. And then she was forced to work. And she just was like, don't ever depend on a man. Do not depend on a man. And that was her conditioning me as a little girl and me seeing it going, I see, I need to make sure I can have my own, like I can go to school, I can be educated, I can make my own money so that in case anything happens, I can rely on myself. And that wasn't the wrong mm. thing to do. That was a real experience. And to be honest, there's people who have also not had that experience, but maybe they did, maybe they were a homemaker and stayed at home and their husbands were killed somehow. And they still were put in that experience, even though it wasn't the man's quote fault, it was still like, hey, don't depend on one person to take care of everything. Mm. So there's so many life experiences that can put us in a position where we aren't safe. And when you don't have finances and you don't have, we don't have like a society that supports families or women. So it's not like when you are on food stamps or you receive assistance that you're living well, you're not living well. So that's not really that's not a great backup plan. That's like a, an emergency plan, right? Like by all means, go on food stamps and get assistance if you need to, to help yourself out of a situation. But that shouldn't be the first plan. That's like, oh fuck, we didn't have a plan kind of plan. So yeah. we do have to talk about safety. And that's why I think it's really important that men understand if they feel like their woman is I don't know if maybe like I know for Jeff, he'll say often to me, he's like, I don't want you to have to work. I want you to do it because you want to. Like, I want to be able to provide for you. But not every man is like that either. Not every man wants to provide. A lot of men are also raised by they were raised by single moms and moms at work. And they're like, no, I expect my girl to work. And that's also OK. I think there's there's a lot of places and ways we can be. And I, I also appreciate that Jeff is OK with me working because I think my my brother, he's a little more traditional and his wife um, will work off and on and she's done different things. But there's been times where he's like, well, why are you trying to make money? Like, I don't make enough. There's there's some men who feel that if, they're, mm. that if their wife is trying to work, it's somehow saying mm. something bad about them. And that's, again, not necessarily <laughs> the mm. case. I think it's super important that everyone at least has the ability to make money, provide for themselves for that safety. If that alone is mm -hmm. just, that's a good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm so glad you brought that up because there are so many different scenarios where people can find themselves in a situation where they have to, they're being forced to rely on themselves. And to me, I'm just like, that's a good thing. I feel like all, I mean, I feel like that's all a good thing. I think ideally what we're talking about is two independent people being able to come together and form something even better. That's really what, like, to me, that's the definition of a great relationship is that the, each person within the relationship gets to do what they want, whether that's work, not work, provide, not provide, whatever it is. And then they come together because um, to form an even greater, I don't know, alliance or situation and we add to each other's lives. And the other thing I was talking to a girlfriend about that's related to this um, she's sort of thinking about if she wants to have kids and she's kind of going back and forth and she's like, you know, I, the one she, I think she's leaning towards not. And she was like, the one thing I keep thinking about is like dying mm. alone. And when I'm older, not having children to take care of me. And she was like, but I know like that's, you know, it's not like that big of a deal and whatever. And that's not the only reason you should have kids is so they can take care of you when they're older. And I was like, yeah. And, and also that also, like assumes that you have a good relationship with your kids so that your kids want to take care of you. You know, I think a lot of, a, a lot of parents, or at least I know like my mom and my stepdad, 
they were just like, we want to make sure that we have enough money so you don't have to take care of us. You know, so I think there are a lot of parents at this level who are just like, yeah, I actually don't want my parents to, my kids to feel like they have to take care of me. I'm going to take care of my my own, at least financially. So I'm not putting them in a hardship. And so I think that narrative is kind of changing too. And so my, my answer to her was, yes, there's aloneness Mm -hmm. and then there's loneliness. Right. And I think that you could be alone without being lonely. To me, loneliness is kind of a choice, you know, and it's natural. I was very lonely after I left my marriage and moving across the country and living in a new place and not knowing anybody. I was very lonely. And there were moments where I was just like, am I a fucking loser? Like you have all those things, but then you kind of just get used to it and you go, okay, actually I'm alone, but I'm not unhappy. I don't feel depressed. I'm not making it uh, a character flaw then I'm alone. And so I think there's an opportunity for, and I think our generation is probably going to do this to where like a lot of, this is probably going to be the generation that probably gets to that boomer level with no kids the most out of any generation. We're going to be that generation who gets to their like 60s, 70s, 80s, doesn't have kids, maybe not married, maybe doesn't have, you know, a partner or spouse. We'll see what's going to happen. But again, one more reason to make your own fucking money. That's all I'm saying. Like for me, even if I'm with someone at the end of my life, that would be amazing. But if I'm not, I want to make sure I'm taken care of, that I have resources Dude, myself. The thing is, somebody's going to die alone. Like, even in a partnership, one person's going to go first and the other person's going to be stuck. Like, somebody, you do rock, paper, scissors, but somebody's going out alone, right? And it's, and I also, like, my grandma just died about three weeks ago, four weeks ago now. And she has six children five are alive since my mom has passed and she died with no kids around her. She died alone. She was in a house with nurse with an, like a, a nurse in the house. So she wasn't technically alone, but she didn't have any of her children with her surrounding her when she passed, which made me sad. I was actually about to jump in the car and go see, but it just goes to show you, you can have kids and still fucking die alone. She had six kids. Like imagine most of us in our generation have one, two kids and the chances of our kids being there when you're about to die are, there's so many ways people die. Like the beautiful idea that we all have is like, we're going to go into our old age and like somehow we know, and everybody is able to get there in time and be there with us. But people die in accidents all the time. People die suddenly all the time. Like people die in so many ways. So the idea of having a child in order to be there so you don't die alone is just, it's like, it is such a, it's a one time in a lifetime event, right? Your death is only happening once. And the likelihood that everything lines up that you're not going to be alone in that moment is going to be so small. So the idea of just having a family for that moment is kind of, I hate to say it's silly. Like I, I like the, the comforting idea of it sounds beautiful, but the likelihood that everything is going to unfold in that way is not very high. Right. No, I agree. This is just a good reminder. And I think, you know, it's funny because we were just talking before we turned on the mics that we've just been seeing a lot of this verbiage lately in our space. And, you know, and I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it necessarily has to be a team thing. I think what I'm seeing on the whole is I am seeing women being happy doing their shit, you know? And so it's hard because you're just like, well, why is this bad? When you look at your own experience and you're like, yeah, I get to make my own money. I got a career. Like, I have friends, I have like, you know, and it's not to say that people shouldn't have partners and marriage isn't great and things like that, but do we need them like we once did? And also, why is this a bad trend? Mm -hmm. Why is this a, a, what's the word, a bad trend or a hurtful trend when 
like on the whole, people, at least women anyway, are happier. Yeah. I don't know. Will be interesting to see over the next few generations what goes on in relationships and how how marriage is viewed over the the next few generations and and how everything changes. But for now, there's definitely a shift, and it's not not really a uh, an insult to call somebody uh, to say someone's going to end up alone anymore. So good for us. No, no, no. Well, it's good. Um, all right, y'all. Well, that is all we got for you today. Interested in your thoughts on this. I know that this is kind of a tricky situation and I felt a little bit like at you at the beginning where I was kind of feeling like, am I like man hating right now? Cause I definitely don't want that to come off that yeah. way. Um, and I do love men and I love being with men and I, but I'm also like, this is an important conversation for us to have because you and I are both, uh, we've always worked our entire lives. We've always provided for ourselves. We've always been financially independent. We've always, you know, and then you can still go through betrayal, divorce, moves, all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, you know, you hate to be like, it's all bad. There's no guarantee, but there kind of is no guarantees. It's something we knew anyway. And so I don't think that it hurts to have these conversations and just go, cool, like ideally, I would love to have a partner who does step up and supports me in my dreams and wants me to work and all those kind of things that I want to do. Yeah. But if I don't have that, I'm also okay. Yeah. And I think you and I have always, at least I feel like we've held that example for the people in our audience who have needed it. And I know there are plenty of people I've looked to when I needed that message. And so if you're listening to this and you are feeling some kind of way about you know, getting out of a marriage or getting out of a relationship and being in your 40s, 50s, beyond and feeling like scared about that. I just want you to know that I do believe it's a choice and I do believe we have so much goodness and so much possibility and it doesn't have to look one way. And um, it doesn't mean that you're a man hater. It doesn't mean that you, you know, like anything. It just, it just is what it is. And I truly believe that we can be an example of that for each other. And it can be really a positive thing if you, if you let it. I love that. All right, y'all. Well, I got nothing to say else on this. All right. We'll see you. That's all we got for See you. See you on the next episode. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up. If you guys need anything, we'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you are a listener to the podcast and you want to share any of the episodes that you find uh, valuable, we would love that. You can always tag us on social media at the Best Life Podcast and then also leave us a rating and review. We have not gotten one in a while. And if you go to wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and then a couple sentences about what you love about the podcast. And y'all, if you have any ideas or just things you want us to riff on, please go ahead and reach out to us on the, on the Instagram page, or you can join our Facebook group, which is at thebestlifepodcast.com. Click on the link to join our free Facebook group. And uh, yeah, we would love to hear your take on stuff. All right. See ya. See ya.